Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Two Idiots Podcast. I am Randy. I'm Reg. Look at that. I almost said I'm Reg just out of like the default of how we usually do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us today, we have a longtime friend of mine of my family, uh, Miss Kim Tetley. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good, good. Doing good. You are easily my favorite Kiwi I've ever met. You're also the ah. only Kiwi I've ever met. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> are you are you heiress to the Tetley T fortune? Oh, don't I wish. Could you imagine that? <laughs> if only, eh? If only. All the, all yeah. the Tetley beer, like there's beer in the UK, right? So Really? Or oh. yeah. It's, it's actually, I don't know. Jane loves it. I think it tastes like <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's British, so you never know what you're going to get. It's probably just blood pudding beer. Very yeah, you know true. what? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. Um, uh, well, we'll here. start this off. I know Reg is now wanting to do this thing where we start by asking, what is your favorite movie yeah. and why? Oh, um, my favorite movie is Alien. Good, Good choice. choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love it. And why? I, I just, Sigourney I love Weaver? Yeah. Well, yeah, that goes without saying, right? <laughs> strong, super strong female lead. Um, the fact that she just kicks absolute butt no matter where she goes and doesn't worry about anything. And I don't know, it came out around the same time as I was born. So I didn't watch it until I was, you know, till it was a good 10, 15 years old. So it kind of kept its you know, classicness kind of thing. But yeah, <laughs> right. no, Alien is easy. My favorite movie. Next after that would be like Silence of the Lambs. I don't think because, you know. Another good choice. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've ever actually even watched Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I remember. I think I was just reading. I think Anthony Hopkins is in that for a total of like 16 minutes, and he got the Best Actor Oscar for it. Very well. (laughs) That's unreal. It is powerful. powerful. I mean, but the only negative about Silence of the Lambs is how they how they portrayed, um, which is funny considering I bring it up considering our topic today, um, (laughs) how they portrayed the trans community. It was it was not okay. Right. Right. Describe that to me, since I've never watched it. I, I. Kind of oh. understand the basic idea of what Silence of the Lambs was, but uh, I never knew that there was even a trans aspect to it. So please. Oh yeah. So what the the villain in in the movie, for lack of a better term, is Buffalo Bill, and he mm. was known as well in the movie he's known as a, you know, a transsexual dresses up like you know dresses up as women, and the whole gist of it is the fact that he wants to, you know, build a a human suit of women. Mm. Mm-hmm. kind of thing so he's essentially scumming everybody alive kind of idea so really like the the gist of it was that transsexual and transgender individuals and and, and stuff like that were you know made to seem as villains kind of thing so it was just mm-hmm. looking back on it now like you know you look at every single movie right and you can you can find the the worst in everything yeah you know with, with some of the older older movies kind of thing right. but that was particularly it's something that you look back and go you know what i never thought of it like that i just looked at it as a movie but now thinking back on it it's like mm, you know, they most definitely could have done that a lot better. Um, right, the yeah. new uh, the new TV series Clarice actually addresses that, which I thought was really well done. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, just like Ace Ventura, they would get in so much trouble now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like especially when he's, what is it now? When when uh, she admits to being a guy, and then all the policemen just like spit or like they throw up or whatever, and they <laughs> all the whoever. Yeah. yeah. But now we just like not even. No. You know. It's yeah. not cool. It's not cool. No, 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 no. Precisely. Uh, no, that's interesting. I, I had no idea that there was that. But it's it's interesting that you mentioned it because in many ways, <clears throat> LGBTQ people 
um, or trans specifically, or just in general, have been criminalized for years and years and years mm-hmm. yeah. um, with cross-dressing laws, which is bananas, and <clears throat> you know all these different things. It, it's it's interesting that it made it into the pop culture. I shouldn't be surprised, but it has. It, it totally does. I mean, and Ace Ventura is another good example, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think you'll find it in a lot of things. Victor Victoria is an older movie with with uh, uh, the guys out there kind of thing, right? And and it's literally a, a, a woman performer um, performing in, in drag kind of thing, like okay. kind of idea. So it's a really, but that one's not. It's never. I don't see it as a as a negative way kind of thing. I actually just think it's a fantastic movie, and the way that they've done it is is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got Julie Andrews in it, so it's actually really, okay. really, really well done. Yeah. kind of idea so you know there's Speaking there's a lot of yeah. interesting movies yeah i feel like bad that. for julie andrews her voice went to hell and then she couldn't oh, sing anymore goodness. yeah mm-hmm. she got one of those polyps or whatever they're called mm-hmm. yeah. and the surgeon really messed it up yeah, yeah badly poor thing. Poor thing. yeah i mean she's made she's made do but <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little bit right <laughs> yeah yeah i mean this isn't the julie andrews podcast yeah. but we'll uh we'll move on <laughs> uh but we're having i'm glad to have you on the show today kim as as people know we're kind of doing a uh lgbtq themed month for our show to help bring some awareness to pride month and uh all the things surrounding that because we live in a highly conservative area Mm -hmm. um reg and i are both quite liberal in our beliefs and we think it's good to bring to bring people's stories to the forefront um as as we said before me and reg marched with you in Steinbeck's first Pride Parade. We were pretty pumped yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, a great experience. So I thought we could bring you on because we've known each other for a number of years now through Jerry. Um, yeah. And uh, growing up, I was just like, oh, yeah, Kim and Jane are like the lesbian couple, right? Like, I just <laughs> knew you. It was normal to me, right? It wasn't like this big shock thing. It was always normalized, yeah. which I thought yeah. was great. Um, but I'd just like to hear kind of about your life. I mean, you're from New Zealand. So why don't we start there? What's life like over there? I really only know it for like Keith Urban and Lord of the Rings was filmed there. <laughs> is Keith Urban Australian? I think yeah, he's from New Zealand. Is he Australian? I thought oh, he was from New Zealand. Oh, don't lie him. to me. No fight way. Because I have no him. way. I'm finding it out right now. <laughs> I think, isn't he? I could have sworn he's from Australia. I, I don't know. And if he's Hang not, on. can't have him, I guess. We're going to find out right now. <laughs> Keith Urban most... is a New Zealand-born Australian-American oh. singer. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give you that one. That's fair. Claim no, him. it's Claim him. Put <laughs> him on the flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kiwi Urban. Yeah, there you um, go. But uh, let's yeah. start there. What was how was life? You know, like how long did you live in New Zealand? How was life growing up there? If you grew up there, um, and just kind of go from there. Yeah, for sure. So thanks so much, you guys, for, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, Randy, you and I have known each other for, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, it's got to be close on 15-ish odd years now. Pretty right? close. The earliest I can recall, I think yeah, I would have been probably 12 or 13. Because yeah. I recall one of you worked at EB Games at the time. And oh, you guys nice. would always give me like demo discs and different games to try. I was always super <laughs> pumped. That would have been jealous. Jane. Yeah, that would have yes. been Jane working at Blockbuster, I think. Yes, I think that's what it was. Yeah, so, so same kind of deal. And yeah, Jerry and I worked at Pizza Hut together mm-hmm. and then with Danny as well. So yeah, it's, it's always a good time. Um, so what's it like growing up in New Zealand? So I moved here to Canada in 1999 when I was 19, almost 20. So literally grown up in, and New Zealand's like, I don't know, it's like three and a half million, four million people kind of thing. Right. So it's, it's tiny. Like there's more sheep than there are people. 
I was just going to say, I looked up some stats. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I was going to say, Randy, because I looked it up. I was looking up some some New Zealand trivia. And yeah, the one was, there are nine sheep for each person in New Zealand, making it the highest ratio in the world. <laughs> Look at that. Outnumbered. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's basically Grunthal. Oh, yeah. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> All across the country. Um, that's their new motto: New Zealand, the Grunthal of the world. You know what? That's, really, that's actually a really good way of explaining it. Actually, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't don't claim that. You no? can have Keith Urban. Do not claim the Grunthal moniker. No, 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 no. That's good. Um, that's good. <laughs> so growing up in I don't know growing up in New Zealand was I don't know I don't even know how to explain it to be honest with you guys. I mean, we got everything like weeks later than the North Americans did. The North mm-hmm. Americans did, right? Right. Um, and, and the only reason why I know that is because I, you know, when we went back to visit a few years back, it's like, you guys are only on this season of, you know, House or Law and Order and stuff. We're like, yeah, yeah that's finished already. <laughs> you know, when they're like three or four seasons behind, it's like, damn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like it's it's substantially slower pace of, of living, I think, than, you know, than it is here. Like it's everything's just it's really difficult to explain what the differences are because they are just it's like polar opposites. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas is in the summertime there. <laughs> right. Know? So this whole, you know, and same with Halloween, right? And we didn't really do Halloween. Like, I, I think the first time I went trick-or-treating for Halloween, I was like 13. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I mean, me too, American but that thing. wasn't because of cultural things. That was because my parents <laughs> didn't let me. But <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You know, yeah. um, a lot of people, and a lot of people didn't even know what Halloween was. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know yeah. that like little stuff like that like um played rugby as a kid like as you do kind of like you guys play hockey here we play rugby like rugby was a big thing rugby and cricket yeah and mm-hmm. it's not uncommon to play you know to play you know tackle rugby with the boys you know right <laughs> right right yeah i guess i should probably to... add football into that too right yeah well we used to play rugby as kids in um uh, yeah probably elementary school but we didn't we didn't know what rugby was it was just pick up the ball and run with it and you just truck your friends <laughs> yeah and, hope for the uh, best. and then we told everybody like we didn't we didn't know the kicking rules we just called it rugby it, it really just it was just running around with the ball and tackling each other but we'd always tell kids as they showed up it was like yeah, yeah you can play but if you get hurt you were never not playing with us we don't yeah we don't, you don't tell the teacher because you weren't allowed to we weren't no, no contact but it was just you were supposed to just be playing soccer and we were just <laughs> just freight training each other but um yeah, anyway, so we didn't have legit stuff like that, but um there's actually a well, movement cool. apparently online to make a joint Canada New Zealand country because apparently we're so similar. Uh, really? <laughs> New Zanada. New Zanada. <laughs> this was from 2017 I just saw it, but apparently there's Reddit threads and Facebook pages and Twitter accounts and and uh basically in a BuzzFeed Australia article, which fantasized the joining of the two countries forever in their noisy neighbors' shadows, Canada and New Zealand have decided to form the proud nation of New Zanada. <laughs> I could see that. Well, there you go. I'd be here I for could it. Totally see that. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm in for them. I, that Time zones would be weird. You know, trade would be kind of odd, but yeah. uh, we can make it work. Just add a, we just add a what a fifth or a sixth time zone. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> the you know, New Zanada but, time zone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's one more? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what brought you over to Canada? Um, I met my amazing wife Jane. You guys have met her. Um, mm-hmm. online back in 1998, actually. Wow, online. And online, yes. In the chat room before it was creepy. 
well before Caribbean sketching, catfishing, and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, her and it and and in a Melissa Etheridge chat room. <laughs> very kind of nice, like, very nice. But, but you do Melissa what you do, kind of thing. yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it, right? Birds <laughs> of a feather, right? You know it. Um, <laughs> and we just we we started chatting for like a year, and um, yeah, I came over, and the deal was is that. Um, the ticket was open. Like Jane bought my ticket, my plane ticket over. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an open-ended ticket and it was open-ended for a year. So the deal was, is that um, I would stick around and if the relationship worked, then I would stay as long as I could. And if it didn't, then we would shake hands and I would go home. Oh, sorry to interrupt. That was a great story, but I forgot to record the video. So we're going to record the Recording video. in progress. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, continue. Um. So, yeah. So moved over with you know to come over and, and live with jane and stuff like that and you know the rest is history right nice. and that's you know? a big leap like daris oh. and i met online as well and we we're only three hours apart so i thought like her coming to stay in a hotel in steinbeck not knowing me ever <laughs> like that's pretty ballsy but for you to yeah. fly you know across the world Right. And come and stay just on kind of like a whim and a hope that this is going to work out is, is pretty I crazy. Hear, I want to hear both of your perspectives of that because I, I met Kat in high school. So I met her in person and that was whatever. That's fine. <clears throat> but I'm curious, both Randy's perspective and yours, Kim's, kind of what you're <laughs> walking into the room to meet this person that you've only ever spoken to online, um, you know, super nervous. Kind of what, what, what was that like? Let's start with so, so it's a funny story because Jane met me at the airport. And we had chatted online, we chatted on the phone and stuff. And you got to remember, like 1999, that was like I see you and powwow was the only voice thing. There was no Zoom. There was most definitely no video or anything, right? Yeah. yeah. I was using an Amiga 500 to talk. I don't know <laughs> what that means. Like, like, cool. Yeah, for, like, they, were, they were old computers. Like oh, okay. back in the day of like dial up computers where everything, yeah. you know, you can use the phone or anything, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, because it would just give you that, mm-hmm. you know it. Um, so Vancouver airport and like the international, you know, arrivals kind of thing I'm walking through and Jane's like, yeah, I'm going to be wearing the exact same thing as what I was wearing in the picture that I sent you. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So I'm expecting, you know, a woman wearing, you know, a particular color, you know, shirt, pants and with glasses. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, cool, blonde with glasses. Got it. So I walk and I, and I walk in there and I can't find her. And so I walk right past her. <laughs> because she had taken her glasses off. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. There, that was the whole key. Yeah, it was the key. I was looking for somebody wearing that and glasses, and I looked at her, and I'm like, "You look familiar, <laughs> but you're not wearing glasses, so it can't be you." <laughs> so I walk right past her, and the next thing you know, I tap on the shoulder. She's like, "Hi," and I'm like, "Oh my god, it was, it was you." <laughs> and thus, no one knows why Superman is Clark Kent, and vice versa. Oh, you know, it's yeah. all in glasses. Zoe Deschanel. It's the Zoe Deschanel effect. Yeah. It is. It is 100 glasses, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, I, I like that story because it's 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 funny. Like, and it's you know, it's it, it's the typical what happens when you meet somebody that you've only ever met online. You know, that you've only ever chatted to online. Yeah, of course. So, you know, I don't know. It was terrifying to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> I just come off a ridiculously long flight. Yeah. Um, and in a country that I had no idea about at all, aside from the fact that I I'd heard it gotten cold. I hear it's cold in the winter. James That's like, usually yeah. what everybody says. Yeah. yeah, just a little. Just a little bit, right? Did I think it was yeah. going to get that cold in the winter? No. Nobody did. <laughs> well, you moved to the wrong place for that. That's for sure. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah, no, it's sort of no. It was it was just different. Like it was it was scary. It was weird. It was great. It was fantastic the entire time. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. You know, what was it like for you, Randy? Like, was it weird? Uh, very much the same. Like I, it was a little different just because she was coming here. So I kind of have the other side of it where like, I'm in my hometown, I'm in my comfort zone, but until you walk through the door or you're coming down the stairs at the airport, you, you don't know for sure. Yeah. Cause people can send all the pictures they want. There's, you know, even when me and Darius first started talking, there wasn't really video messaging as yeah. prominent at that point. So you've heard their voice. Like you said, you've seen the pictures, but you just don't know yeah. until right. you finally open the door and it's like, oh, okay, holy shit. Like you are, you, it's a real person. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like it's not some, you know, 45 year old dude you know <laughs> trying to catfish somebody you know what i mean like just not some creepy person trying to catfish you yeah um but it's cool but then once you see them it's like you know all, all the feelings kind of rush in and it's yeah. it's hugs and it's you know tears and smiles and kisses and all that kind of stuff so yeah totally. so that's always uh it, it's neat it's a cool experience for sure i wish it i had cool. that cat thought i was just some creepy exchange student when she first saw me <laughs> and uh she didn't even think I went to the school, <laughs> apparently, because she was talking she had to Randy. Asked me, she's like, "Who's that guy?" Yeah, she thought I was just some loser, and uh, so wrong. I didn't have this this loving, you know, flood of emotions and like, oh, we're <laughs> connecting and we're meeting, and oh, it's glorious. No, I was like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" <laughs> That's what I got. But when you do get the rush of feelings, it's yeah. glorious after that. Oh yeah, yeah it's been absolutely. wonderful. Almost eight years of wedded bliss. Hoorah! But um, very good. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so um, growing up, I'm, I'm curious from your perspective yeah. as, uh, I guess we should have asked, um, as a lesbian, um, kind of how did how did that happen? Was that did you come become aware of that as a kid, or kind of how did that happen? So, it, it, you know, growing up as a, as a kid, I wasn't out at all. I had no idea what the heck it was or anything like that. Um, but it was always one of those things where it was like, okay, so my friends are going boy crazy, and I don't really care. Mm-hmm. right right like you have the guys that you date and you're like yeah i guess you're fun but one little thing that irritates you it's like it's over <laughs> right you know? right you're looking for the way out yeah yeah. Ex- yeah totally but as a kid you don't realize that that's that's what you're doing right mm-hmm. sure. um and then it's like okay so you know female teachers that i had it's just like i'd always want to like talk to them a lot more and and, and other female <laughs> like older older women <laughs> I'd always want to talk to them a lot more and it's just like hey why is that why am I not interested in the guy that's that's you know giving you attention and you're just like yeah. no I want to talk to that chick over there kind of right. thing right um so and then it wasn't until like talking to some friends and stuff online and and, and talking to my my friends itself it was just like maybe there's a word for that <laughs> right maybe there's a word for that and in New Zealand like especially back then it was not spoken about it's a very uh, right. conservative Christian-y type place, isn't it? Is it not? Or it was? Almost. Yeah, or at least it yeah. was back when I was growing up. I think maybe not so much Christian-y type. It was just one of those, um, it just wasn't talked about. Like it was right. just, it was very heteronormative. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. everything, everybody was paired up. I mean, I think at, like you guys call it a, what do you guys call it? A prom right here? Yeah. Like yep. senior, senior prom, right? Yeah, prom grad, yeah. Yeah, grad, yeah, exactly. We call it a ball in New Zealand. And, and. I know that there was a, a female couple that wanted to, you know, to take a chick wanted to take her, her girlfriend to the prom and they weren't allowed to. Hmm. Right. You know, and that was back in the day. So it, it kind of gives you the impression. It, it definitely signals to you. Okay. This is not something that is accepted. This is not something that is even spoken about. Kind of thing. So it was very much not even talked about. Right. So I literally, I mean, I came out to my friends and stuff probably after I graduated high school. So looking at like 17, 18. 
right. and then moved to Canada when I was 19. So it was just, <laughs> you know, it's one of those super quick things. I mean, my parents figured it out themselves. They kind of did the whole, honestly, we were just looking for laundry and we found something that we probably shouldn't have read. And <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your diary you know, just you, fell open in front yeah. of me and I couldn't help but read it. I had to read it. And yeah. I had a bunch of pencils and stuff like that, right? That I that I could confide in and talk to and stuff. Um, and then it was literally, you know, mom and dad sits you down and goes, something you want to tell us. And it's like, well, apparently you already know. So why don't you just tell me kind of idea, right? <laughs> right. Um, and it was always, you know, well, is it a phase? Mm. Okay. Are you sure. going to grow out of it? Yeah. Are you going to grow out of it? Um, did something, did somebody do something to you? Mm. Oh, that's right. interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think of that as right? a question. Yeah. Not yeah. a take you off in here. I think of. Yeah. 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 It's like did something, did somebody, ha- did something happen? Did somebody do something to you? Mm-hmm. That maybe flipped you from, you know, it's like, no, you know, and, and I, li- I think I remember literally saying to my mom, listen, you know what, you may not agree with it. You may not like it, but you have to love me for it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of a, like, it was almost like thinking back and I'm like, man, I was kind of an arrogant little kid back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad that you were because, well, that, I mean, even that question kind of leads back to our earlier criminality point because yep. clearly it was so, um, so self taught or, or signaled to previous generations that if you were to to have those types of relations it's probably illegal it's probably some sort of pervert it's probably something blah 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 mm, it's all gonna you know, take you down a dark path quote yeah that's that's interesting okay and it was i mean and and my friends were okay so most of my friends were great about it mm-hmm. right i had a couple of friends that i and it's always really interesting like when you come out to friends it, it's one of those things that you really have no idea how it's going to end yeah. right mm-hmm. like you when, when you and when you think it's going to be one way you're you're absolutely convinced okay this person's going to have such a hard time with it so you're nervous you're scared the whole bit you're like oh my god what am i doing yeah. and then when they're like yeah that's cool you're like wait what <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you? Like, yeah we're we're cool with it like the story you had a better reaction than you thought you start asking um, them those questions are you sure yeah, you exactly. being cool with it isn't just a phase like you're yeah. sure you're okay with it <laughs> Like you want to do you want some time to think about it? Yeah. Shall I leave? Did I do something to you? Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Are you sure you're about this? Um, but it's interesting because the one like my friends that I that I thought was gonna have a hard time about it didn't. And my friend that I thought, you know, back then was gonna have be like no big deal about it, really had a hard time with it. Yeah. Right. Which is really like it's it kind of throws you off a little bit because you're like, okay, I thought we were tight. But if this one thing is going to be the thing that, that knocks us not so tight, it's like, okay, let's just do this now kind of thing. Right. Let's mm-hmm. just, well, and that's a, that's a big way. thing, right? Like that's a lifestyle yeah. thing. So if that doesn't it, work. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of over kind of thing. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, great. You know, if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. Right. We kind of want to know about that right away. Right. Um, it's like any relationship. Yeah. You may as well cut ties now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and her and I didn't really reconnect until maybe about a year or two back kind of thing where it's like, okay, now we're grown ups. <laughs> now she's got gay friends too and and i've realized that maybe maybe <laughs> she might have reacted a little bit differently you know that kind of kind of shows how long it can take um mm-hmm. for change to happen right because we're even now like steinbeck's first pride parade was 2016 and um <clears throat> i mean it's it's moving I, and in general i think the there's some momentum but for that to be your friend or your ex-friend had to take whatever 20 years to come to grips with it because now she has or he or she whatever it has um gay friends now um yep. that's a pro- that's a positive movement but it 
that took a long time. A heck of a long time. And you got to remember, like, I've been in Canada the entire time. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, I'm, you know, completely out, like, work, not like I'm out at work, I'm out everywhere. And so is Jane. Like, it's not a big deal. Mm. I mean, we got married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I guess you couldn't have a New Zealand at the time, hey? No, not at the time. Not at yeah. all. Huh. It Actually, I, I, it's funny. I still have, was it a CD or a DVD you guys gave out from CD, your wedding? We made CDs of music, yeah. Yeah, I still have it <laughs> packed away in the house here, one of my boxes. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I came across the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Like, we got married in a, in a cute little restaurant. Okay. Um, With some phenomenal neon green colors you were rocking. Yes. My favorite <laughs> color is neon green. Um, yeah, we literally look like gangsta. No, yeah, <laughs> out man it was great like it was yeah. like dang tux and i wore a suit and tie like it was perfect excellent even at the beginning of your guys relationship when you started talking did you come out and say like hey this is who i am right away or did it develop with the talking maybe the friendship first and then you sort of came out along that how did that go so being the fact that we were we were like with jane and i you're talking about yeah yeah like being the fact that, that her and i were in a in a melissa Etheridge chat room <laughs> <laughs> a tip off <laughs> and a little bit of a tip off and i mean and we were both pretty like out at the same time anyway right like mm -hmm. it was pretty well you know so her and i chatted for for a little while and then we kind of was, was like hey maybe this is turning into i mean you know how it is right mm -hmm. maybe this is turning into something more than the, than just you know two chicks hanging out kind of thing right right um and then it was it was one of those so you know are you interesting are you interested in getting together kind of thing so yeah i mean it was really organic the way that it just kind of happened and, right. and worked and stuff so you know that's, really, yeah. that's good as someone yeah. that so then you came to canada you've been open and out kind of the entire time what yeah. was it like um being in kiss canada is, is seen globally as this progressive rah-rah we love people and in many ways it's not but overall that's sort of our our thing um in 1999 or whatever year that was what was what was the reaction to you and Jane then? And kind of how is it now? Oh, well, night and day. So back in 99 and, and even like, you know, 2000, like the early 2000s kind of thing, like Jane and I were, we, the way, cause I was a visitor for the first little while and then I became a London immigrant. And part of the thing back then was you kind of had to prove that you had ties here. Right. Mm, right. So we, we wanted to make sure that we had everything hooked in together. Um, so this would have been before like Randy, you'd even, we'd even met. Like this yeah. is way back in the day, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so we'd set it up so that that my name was on everything. We'd gotten okay. a joint bank account together. Um, we had tried to buy a house together, and we went to a bank which shall not be named. Um, <laughs> at the time, <laughs> uh, and and had asked them like we would like to get a mortgage. I we would like both our names on the mortgage kind of thing. And the guy that that was there was like, "Hey, wait, what kind of thing?" It was just like one of those. What do you mean you guys are together? Yeah, right. And we're like, hey, what do you mean? What do you mean we're together? Like, and that's yeah. like, I don't know, like 1999, 2000 kind of thing. So it's not as if it's it's news, mm -hmm. right? You know, it's not as if it's like the 70s and the 80s, right? Like, what this part is of the country was this? Here, Winnipeg. Yeah. Was it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, things you know? move a little slower here. It's like the New yeah. Zealand of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that rather than Grunthal, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> things take a while to trickle into the middle of the country. We're kind of in the bottom of a lake basin, so things slowly meander their yeah. way here. Mm -hmm. uh, but it takes some time. <laughs> it does. So, I mean, and back then, I mean, it was, you know, it was definitely talked about, but it wasn't, 
it was almost like oh kind of thing right. like it was right. like, my one gay friend kind of thing right yeah, yeah um and everybody was starting to come out everything was starting to get a little bit more progressive you saw a lot more of it socially and stuff like that um and then it started gradually getting better and better and better kind of thing um and then when gay marriage came in like when they started having the the discussion and, and stuff of, of same-sex marriage and gay marriage um definitely don't ever read the comments oh, of <laughs> course. That subject. Like it's mm-hmm. never a good idea and and it's something that as an adult now <laughs> i'm like dad don't read the comments back then i was reading the comments and they didn't understand it like yeah. i would talk to jane and and even our stepdaughter jamie and i'd be like i don't understand what the issue is mm-hmm. i didn't realize it was so recent i was under i was because i know um basically how was it worded now basically under purely trudeau uh basically you know um homosexuality became quote legal or whatever or at least they yeah, de- decriminalized yeah. a lot of things yeah. but i didn't realize that yeah until 2005 uh, same-sex marriage wasn't legal in canada i had no idea about that it was that that recent huh. it's totally that recent and you want to know here's a cute little here's a cute little story um so jane and i started talking about marriage like probably in the early 2000s like 2003 ish kind of thing right mm-hmm. um and because i'm a little younger than than she is um we we kind of had a deal that I we wouldn't get married until I, at least I was 25. That was like okay. kind of the golden number, right? Like I was 19 when I moved here, so for her it was the the comfort point for her. And I'm like, all right, right. cool. So, um, but we wanted it to be legal in Manitoba and federally and everything that went happened. Um, so they started talking about doing gay marriage here in Manitoba, right? And and mm-hmm. and, and you know legalizing it and and all that kind of stuff before the federal before the feds started talking about it. Okay. So when when they finally brought it down and when it when everything became legal in manitoba at least it was september 16th 2004 okay. which is my 25th birthday oh no way oh look at that yeah <laughs> How serendipitous. Me, yeah right and she kind of yeah. just looked at me big cheesy grin and went well then <laughs> <laughs> our yeah, time to shine baby yeah and i'm like all right then kind of thing um and then you know when it became legal in in canada in 2005 you know um then we started really started talking about it kind of thing but it was just talk you know how it is like couples talk about marriage all the time like i bet you guys said before <laughs> one of you guys popped a question right yeah mm-hmm. um and she proposed to me oh. when we're on vacation in calgary yeah very nice nice, nice. that's great no i mean adorbs how does uh, i mean again the kind of the, the goal of these episodes is to ask really stupid questions hopefully awesome. to kind of help the people that don't um know so as far as um, gender roles or gender norms because um, a, a lot of people they look and they're like oh you know one of the lesbians is the guy and one of the yeah one's got to be the man one's got to be the woman right one, yes. yeah exactly and, and that so, is yeah that's yeah. gender norms yeah so maybe what maybe touch on that maybe you have some thoughts boiling around on, on maybe why that is or kind of how we can get away from that or what that means to you so so socially and and the social norms are everybody has to fit in you know two distinct genders two distinct roles in life right usually so mm-hmm. it's like either you, it's either usually you know a man or a woman having their masculine slash feminine tasks and stuff. Who does the cooking? Who does the <laughs> the cleaning? Who does all the the repairs and stuff? Right. Yeah. Um, we do get asked that a lot. Who's the guy in the relationship? <laughs> and and honestly, there's a really cute answer to it. We're lesbians. There is no guy. That's the that's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so easy. Right? It should be that everything's easy. so much less complicated that way. It's so much less complicated. Yeah. Who wants to cook tonight? Flip a coin. Like James, it's James <laughs> to cook tonight. Right. Um, I, I can't tell you why that is because I don't quite understand it. I think it's, 
I honestly think it's just like it could be upbringing, it could be just socially, like the social aspects of it all. Religious, yeah. that might mm-hmm. religious aspects, cultural yeah. aspects, the whole bit, right? Like, um, I think it's I think it takes a long time to change people's mindsets and and how they feel about different things and gender and and sexuality and and stuff like that are going to be the ones that take the longest because it's the most ingrained in everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't 100%. do that for girls, right? Yeah. Um, we have a grandson, Gabriel, and he's learning now that it's okay if he wants to grow his hair long. Sure. Right. right? Yeah. Because he's like, he goes, wait, don't only girls have long hair. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I said, just go, go take a peek at Nana and Nana and Jane's Nana. So, and Jane has short hair and he goes, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So he, even he's trying to understand it and, and get the whole gender roles and stuff and, you know, and, and working and stuff like that. I think when it comes down to it, people are so ingrained in, in one way of thinking that it's going to take a long time to, to kind of get everybody out of it. And I think it's uncomfortable for some people. Mm-hmm. Oh, lots of people. Yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest issue is people don't want to be pushed out of that comfort right. zone. They don't want to be challenged. Exactly. They're, they're in because social norms require you to be in a box. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. if you don't fit into a box, then you, then, then why kind of thing. So, because then now you're worried if, well, if I don't fit in this particular kind of box, then what is everybody else going to think of me? Yeah. Oh, that's exactly it. It's all about projecting outward and being like, if I, if I do this thing or think this thing or read this thing, then does that make me this whatever title thing? And yeah. we're so fucking scared to be <laughs> called something that might not be socially acceptable or something. I I don't know. It's it, it's, it's difficult. It, agreed. It's it's totally it is a massive challenge. Probably the and like and it happens for everything, right? Like you mm-hmm. move to a new job, same, same kind of thing, right? Yeah. Schools are just I think schools are probably the worst thing when it comes to this kind of stuff because i would say they are the epitome of it for sure (laughs) right it's like you like something that's different than everybody else or if you look a little different than everybody else it's just like what are people going to think of me are they going to think this way or that way or whatever right so yeah yeah, for sure like it's i don't know yeah i spent my whole life like that because i mean we grew up fairly poor and it was always i was striving to be the quote to be cool or to be accepted or to be whatever right. I needed to be um, to be included in these, in these cliques all over the place. Right. And it's mm-hmm. um, as an adult, I've, I've, I've kind of over the last several years really been like, fuck, who cares? Like I am who I am. And if you don't like it, great. So, you yeah. know, my Facebook, I share a lot of things that, that I may not have shared in the past or really leaning into the, the regness or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in the show, like we talk a lot about how Randy cries and I make fun of him, but I think it's important <laughs> that we, that we talk about that the guys can openly weep just like anybody else can and why is that a problem right 100 percent. why not yeah exactly like, i mean like i like, don't seriously, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and and are you and, and i guess the biggest the you know leading into that kind of thing right is like okay so if you are not afraid to share your emotional side which i think is important right mm-hmm. for men and women and and anybody in between or you know however you identify gender wise like does that make you any less than who you are? Or are you just you're a just, self-centered individual? Or exactly. Are you just, you're, you're holding yourself to the standards, the societal norms of which you have been placed. So if you, mm-hmm. if you are, right. say, an effeminate man, <clears throat> and then you decide to cry, now you're worried you're not, quote, man enough or yeah, masculine right, enough, which is bullshit. Because if you, you could just be a person that cries a lot, regardless of what gender you are. Yeah. Why does it matter? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and quite frankly, who sets these norms for us? 
Exactly. Exactly. No, there's there there are no rules. Like if you think about it, right? Like, yeah. These rules. It's social constructs. It, basically, everything. That's kind of again the point is that most gender, sexuality, relationships, norms. It's all on a spectrum. It's all a construct in most ways, and yeah. just live whatever makes you happy. Like it. Mm-hmm. And why you. does it matter to you how someone else lives? You know, Precisely. why does it matter? If it's two consenting adults or mm-hmm. multiple consenting adults, however you want to word it, yep. what does it matter? If you're not yeah. hurting anybody, have at her. Exactly. Right. Seems pretty simple. Yeah, exactly. If they're adults <laughs> and, and nobody's hurting each other, like mm-hmm. what's the what's the issue here? Like really? Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. unless of course there's you know, I mean, you get when you start talking about legal terms and stuff like that, everything gets a little bit messy. Of course. Considering way back in the sixties, right? Mm-hmm. Um but it's I don't know, it's it's those are really they're really good questions and they're really hard to answer. Yeah. But that you know, doesn't mean like, we shouldn't try. That, yeah. That's Absolutely. the thing. People are like, oh, well, it doesn't make any sense. So then you just throw it in this box that says, this is stupid and I'm not yes. going to look at that anymore. Yeah. And then nothing gets talked about ever. Yeah. Or, <laughs> well, or it's a matter that. of, if they want to put it into a box of it's yes or no. Yeah. And it's right. almost never yes or no. There has yeah. to be a middle ground. It's it's great, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I compl- I'm under the firm belief personally that sexuality and gender is just fluid mm-hmm. i think in the, at the end of the day you are just you whether it means that you enjoy wearing you know a certain attire when you know you're going to dinner with a family or not right or yeah. you know a, a, a delightful little pink dress like i don't i could yeah. just i think like if there was a way of, of getting rid of all these social contracts and getting rid of all these boxes and everything like that then everybody would be a hell of a lot happier monkeys. No, <laughs> it really doesn't make any sense and try as we will you know trying to teach our kids and the next generations to be more open it's just i think it's working i don't know for sure but mm-hmm. i feel like it's slowly getting yeah, there it, but there's still i mean it'll take time it'll take know. time for sure like i look back on my upbringing yeah. very fondly in that like i was never shown that like this is a bad thing like even meeting you and jane right it was always like yeah, yeah they're together they're a happy couple they're awesome people they love video games so they were good in my book yeah <laughs> and it was just like yeah like they're they're cool people it was never my parents always raised me that i don't care if you're white black asian straight queer trans whatever you are as long as you're a nice person like exactly. you're just you're a person like you yeah. you matter you're valid and there's no point in being discriminatory towards these people right and i'm, I'm very glad that my parents brought me up like that because you see a lot of kids now who you know, they'll give sideways glances to some people because their parents do the same thing and it just keeps getting perpetuated. Yep. Of course. It's all yeah. learned behavior, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. All that stuff is learned behavior. Like racism. Yeah, absolutely. Racism, sexism, the whole bit, it's all learned. Like, you don't just grow up one day and, like, wake up one day and go, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to be a homophobic idiot today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you, you've, you've learned that somehow, some way, whether it be from your upbringing, whether it be from the stuff that you're reading online. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. now there's absolutely no filter online. I mean, Twitter is just and the same thing as Facebook. I mean, I'm for I'm all for like you wanna have your opinions, have at our opinions like assholes. Everybody's got one. Mm-hmm. Go to town. Just right? don't show me yours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I prefer not to see them. Thank you yeah. very much. You know. <laughs> um, but it's it's like you know, they're all like it's everybody has them, so it's fine. But I mean, I think there's one of those when it comes to online, everybody has to almost like you know, remember the fact that there's somebody, you know, human on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. So when you make a comment that can be potentially damaging to somebody, like, 
you know, would you have made that same comment had you been sitting in the same room as exactly. us? Yeah, we get so detached when you can hide behind right. an avatar and just mm -hmm. a picture of yourself as yeah. opposed to being face to face. Mm -hmm. A lot of those confrontations would never happen. No, face -to -face. absolutely not. You'd be terrified of it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. And it, um, it, even with the opinions point, it really bothers me. I know a lot of people on opposing ends of many issues that say oh, well, that's your opinion, and this is mine. And I'm like, yes, we are all entitled to our opinions. But that does not mean that each of our opinions are objectively right. So you can, right. we're entitled to have them, and we can discuss you know, how maybe they mesh, maybe they don't. But just because you have an opinion doesn't mean that your opinion is more valid than anybody else's. Mm -hmm. there's, there's rules. There's <laughs> <Our> rules. <laughs> yeah, there's objective truth. Yeah, exactly. It's like your your answer, my answer, and the truth, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So it's it's kind of one of those. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> you know, but speaking of that, so then you, Randy, was telling me that you are now a um, kind of an LGBTQ um, educator for for work and and whatever else. So maybe touch on that kind of the the process of of dealing with that, or maybe bringing the message to people who may not be either open for it or ready for it, but kind of have to hear it. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So I work for the federal government and and part of it, we have uh, like various inclusion programs in there, whether it be racism, like anti-racism, that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And one of them they brought in was um, was an LGBTQ2 initiative okay. where we have individuals that, that want to learn um, and they jump into a classroom with us. Like usually there's myself, we've got a lot of trainers in the in the region now, which is great. So mm -hmm. our region spans from, you know, from here to, to Vancouver now. Like wow. it's massive. Nice. So we've got, 40 odd trainers that um, do this, you know, we do this to our course kind of thing. And we have, you know, you know, 15, 20 participants and we, we teach them like the basics and it's an awareness course about LGBTQ2 issues. So we go over, you know, how sexuality and, and gender is on a continuum. It's on a spectrum. It's on a, it's a, it's a construct kind of an idea and, and how everybody fits into it. Um, give them some of the history about it. Uh, teach them gender neutral pronouns. Yeah. And, and how pronouns work and how to adjust the way that you, you know, move into language and stuff like that to make it more inclusive. Mm -hmm. um, it gets very, it can get very personal. Like, you know, we, we kind of have the whole idea of if you want to, you know, ask a question, like there's no question that's going to make us uncomfortable unless it comes from a negative place. Right. Yeah. Right. Like if you're going to ask a question that is just, I want to ask this question because I'm being nosy or I'm being, <laughs> being a dick. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Or being a dick. We won't answer that. But if you're, if you're yeah. genuinely curious about something, then, you know, ask your question. Like it's, I prefer them to ask a question in a class rather than, you know, be a bonehead and do something stupid right. and offend yeah. somebody, offend a mem member of the public. Right. So it does teach a lot of, because of the way that Canadian society is shaping up, which is fantastic. A lot more people are out. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And a lot more people are, you know, they're, they're adjusting their, their gender markers and stuff like that on, on, you know, official documentation. So we want to make sure that, that when we have somebody in that respect where it doesn't, we don't we don't feel it matches up i.e the voice versus you know what their gender marker is that we're not offending anybody and we're making yeah, sure right. that we're being aware of the fact that yes absolutely this is something that is happening we need to embrace that kind of thing right, right? yeah so yeah no the courses are fantastic i love teaching them um we have a great group of trainers doing them um and then there's a second part of the course where these individuals can become ambassadors of it so that we can have visual identifiers around the around the offices you know, it's yeah. it's the coolest thing walking into a federal op and into any kind of office and you see rainbow flags everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like when I first started <laughs> with the government, that stuff didn't exist. Like you saw like mom and dad and 
you know, their family pictures up kind of thing, right? Yeah. But we never want any of the gay couple family pictures up because, you know, for me, I wasn't comfortable with it. How am I supposed to, you know, how am I supposed to make sure that, you know, everything's okay with it, right? Like you go mm-hmm. into a, you know, there's various reasons why you would or would not put it up. But for me, mm-hmm. it was just, you know, that's just somebody else being able to see my narrative, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I can be out and tell people that I'm gay and it's not, a, you know, this is my wife and, and I'm controlling that narrative. But the minute you put a picture up, that's a little different, right? And right. People make assumptions. Yeah, exactly. Assumptions yeah. Made, right. And then you never know. Right. So we do these awareness sessions and stuff and, and it kind of, it's made it so much like it's brought the conversation forward. Yeah. Right. Right. And we're getting the, the questions that it's like, Oh my God, I had no idea about this mm-hmm. or that's how that happens or, or that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, we go over the topic of the, the whole LGBT purge like back in the, you know, the sixties to the nineties. The purge. Where, yeah. So 2017, uh, Justin Trudeau, when he did the uh, apology to the public service community. Right. Okay. Did you guys hear about that? Mm, probably I, in passing, I but I, I wasn't have, yeah. that aware. So. so back in the day, um, individuals were uh, like stripped of their um, security clearances and they were either being pressured to be, to resign or being fired because they were gay oh. um, because they were considered soft right right and it, and it all stemmed back from somebody got busted as a double agent for their, i can't remember what a what organization was so there was a massive gay porch back in the day and it was wow. uh, a lot of public service employees lost their jobs because of it and often and they also lost their families and, and you know some of them even lost their lives so it was a big apology um from mm-hmm. from the prime minister saying you know what yeah we were wrong this will never happen again you know um the Fruit Machine is a really good documentary on it. It's heartbreaking. Like, I definitely recommend watching that one. Um, it is heartbreaking. It's about, it's a little over an hour and a half, and it's on TVO. So TV on okay. Ontario has it. It's a great, it really is a great documentary about it. Um, but it is incredibly heartbreaking. Like, I had no idea, you know, wow. like, what exactly happened back then until I watched it. It was just like, ooh, you know. Yeah. I had, no yeah. Idea. I had never heard of, of The Purge. I mean, I'm just reading, there's a New York Times article about it. Um, just yeah, that it continued until 1992. That was a quarter century after Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Then the justice minister declared that there's no place for the state in the bedrooms of the nation, yep. as he introduced legislation um, banning, uh, repealing the the homosexuality ban. Mm-hmm. Um, that is insane. Uh, an estimated 9,000 people who lost their jobs and who, in some cases, were imprisoned because of their sexual orientation. Um, several of them are believed to have committed suicide. Oh wow. Yeah, I had, huh? Yeah, Instead like something like, until until hearing about it now, I would have had no clue that that happened. Yeah, yeah. huh? Yeah, that's that's basically like um, um, the Red Scare in the U.S. You know, McCarthyism, that type of stuff, yep. where it's like mm-hmm. you're exactly you're thought like to be a whatever sympathizer. So, and again, that type of thinking just encourages um, neighbors with grudges to be like, just like witch hunts, right? Where you're like, yeah. oh, my neighbor. You know, I think he's a, a secret homo. Go call the cops. Get him. Go get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's... Ugh. Ugh. Terrible. Yuck. Yeah, exactly. It's like, don't ask, don't tell down in the States, right? Like yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, same I kind mean, of idea. It's pretty crazy. Uh, well, even just... I just read today that the Florida governor has now passed legislation yeah. banning uh, trans... Mm-hmm. Quote, trans women from competing against, quote, biological women whatever the fuck that means to Ron DeSantis. (laughs) I was, I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, you always hear 
the argument goes for trans women competing with women in in sports you almost never hear the argument the other way right with trans men competing in men's sports Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's think that's because it's misogyny because they look at it and they say, oh, they are just women dressing up like men. The men will beat them. Right. It's fine. But when you reverse it, oh, we're right. letting these, quote, men join these weaker than women. Then we right. have to protect the women. And it's yep. it's to me, it's silly. I I, I, I can't help but wonder if uh, I meant we should have touched on this last episode with with Mira, our transgender guest, but we didn't. So we'll touch on it here. Um, yep. We I, I think it's ridiculous. I, I can't help but wonder if it's sensationalized the ca- like the cases that where this happens where a transgender woman crushes like the deadlifting record or something mm-hmm. i can't help but wonder if that happens one out of every 10 million times or if it's actually regular and i'm leaning on the side that it's been sensationalized because the article that i was reading this morning in regards to this new legislation basically state that only 11 people since 2013 have even applied to this regulatory board um to, to for the transitioning or to, to kind of be a transgender female against like women or in women's yeah. sports. So like if only 11 yeah. people, you're legislating something that doesn't help anybody. It just revs up your base to, to, to be anti-trans for an issue that doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> in that way. Exactly. You know, it, it's. That's exactly it. Okay. okay. So look at um, Lauren Hubbard. She mm. is a trans woman in New Zealand. Okay. Um, she's, she's a weightlifter. Okay. Yeah. Um, she is on the verge of qualifying for the Olympics to compete as a weightlifter in the women's sport in New Zealand. She'll yeah. be the first trans athlete there in the Olympics. Okay. Um, there is a massive, like people are not happy with it right. because Lauren also competed as a male. Uh, in uh, weightlifting, okay. yeah. Right. So prior to that. Okay. Um, I th- I mean, and, it, and it's funny because a lot of people have turned around at the census and said, like, prove it, prove that there's a, prove that there's an issue, prove that there's an advantage. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's not said squat. No. Because I don't think he can. No, he can't. Right. He, it's literally just dog whistling you know? to his base. That's all it is. Totally. You know, I mean, and I think I'm pretty sure didn't Florida do the whole bathroom laws too? I don't, I don't actually know. I don't probably, <laughs> probably, probably right? the yeah. whole, you must, you must go to the washroom in which you were assigned at birth kind of thing. Like the, the, the sex yeah. you were assigned at birth. Right. Which Even I like think this, is, they yeah. have to show their birth certificate, like to show that they were born as a woman to compete in women's sports. But it said clearly, it's like, there's no indication whether or not they're going to make all women show their birth certificates or just the ones whose gender they're questioning, which is right. clearly prejudiced. Oh yeah. It's discrimination <laughs> to the utmost really? degree. And it's, it's ludicrous because what about the women, like the born quote assigned at birth women that are high on the testosterone? What's that? There was a, was it a Kenyan runner? What's um, so or, Caster someone. Cast, it's Caster something. I remember yeah. her last yeah, yeah, yeah. name. Just yeah. an insanely good athlete with an abnormally high testosterone count. And like, but does that disqualify her? It does now. Yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't, not at all. Mm-hmm. Now they're asking her to take drugs to lower her testosterone. <sighs> it's it's, it's interesting to me because I think that'll that will likely be where this goes because I think it it probably is the most fair to say if your testosterone is at this level, you compete with these people and above, and then if it's at this level, you compete with this and below. Right, you and categorize it by that you as are. opposed to yeah, yeah. You could have a little yeah. shrimpy little dude with no testosterone right. against people with a similar amount of testosterone and vice versa. You could have, you know, mountain sized right. <laughs> biological women 
in the same category as quote men. I don't know. And I think I think that's what's happened with a lot of this is they've looked at it as when they hear a trans woman competing, a lot of people get the image of like a big muscled up dude in a wig competing yeah. with women yeah. is what people think right but that's Absolutely. they don't know if this person's been on hormones for 5 10 15 years they don't take any of that into account right yeah. exactly and we know that or at least i i think i know like i don't know whether the science is still out of on or whether there's you know scientific proof and i'd love to see it that science you know because you're on hormones it does regulate your testosterone because you're on estrogen now yeah. right otherwise everything would still be working the way that it shouldn't be for you right so yeah. I mean, I think like the trans, the, the trans regulation and stuff like that is now the, you know, the gay marriage conversation of, yeah. you know, 10, yeah. 15 years ago, right? Yeah. 20 years ago. Um, you know, you get the trans kid in sports. I mean, and, and yes, DeSantis is a complete jerk about it. <laughs> then you've got like Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> who She's is like anti-trans trans person. <laughs> She's like the epitome of what are you doing? Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, the trans community and, and the, the queer community needs, we, we do need a representative in, in the U.S. government like that. Mm-hmm. But Caitlyn Jenner is 100% not it. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you doing kind of thing? Um, yeah. I know that they're doing that in, in rugby. Like, uh, World Rugby has turned and said, no, um, trans women can't compete with trans women and I'm with, with um, cisgender women. And I'm like, that's really too bad because I love playing rugby but i can't get behind that because if you want to play rugby i don't care yeah just mm-hmm. play you can play it world. then play it just like actually just yesterday or friday the first woman or the first girl was uh drafted into the ohl which is incredible yeah. um it's amazing. if you can play who cares what gender or what you have in your jock or what gender you are or how long your hair is or who you're married to what does it matter yeah like precisely if, uh, what does it matter if you, play, if you leave play. it yeah, if you leave it open, even the NHL, which most people can would say that the average, you know, like I said, cisgendered woman couldn't compete. And that's might be fair. The average body structure, the average this, that, and the other. But if there right. was some that could, great. Mm-hmm. You know? Why not give them an opportunity to do it? Well, Haley Wickenheiser, a really good yeah. example. Yeah. You know, I'm exactly. pretty sure that she could absolutely tank a lot of the male a lot of the male yeah. NHL players. And that's just because like you don't have to be able to hit in hockey. It's true. Yeah, you can yeah. play with the skill set. Yeah. You can play with the skill set instead. Like, why? What's why is it always about hitting and stuff like that? Yeah, and you know? even if you can hit, like Johnny Gaudreau is five foot seven and he weighs, you know, thirteen pounds. Like, it exactly. just he he's a professional hockey player. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just you, you it, it could be a thing. Hit. Yeah, and even if you could, like, even if hitting was totally the same, and I think it probably could be and should be. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Haley Wickenheiser could truck some guys. <laughs> oh hell yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and say, uh, would you like another? Like honestly, yeah. like I'm <laughs> With her three doctorates, just fucking. <laughs> <"Hey."> Bam. <laughs> but I mean, and then you go into the whole thing. Okay, so so guys and girls, you know, the guys don't want to hit girls. Yeah, which is true. So then you bring the misogyny. Then then you yeah. bring misogyny into it, right? Mm-hmm. I know, when I was playing rugby as a kid, you know, I was one of three girls on the team. Oh yeah. Right. Them boys had absolutely no problem tackling my <laughs> me out. They were like, girl on the team, you're going down. And I'm like, yeah. catch me first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, well, that's it, right? Yeah. We played yeah, like, we played in some tournaments and the same thing where they each hmm. team had to have a certain number of women on the team to be a part of the tournament because they wanted it right. to be more diverse and stuff. But they also said that 
there was rules that if a woman had the puck, you couldn't take it away and you couldn't do all these weird little things. And like there were there were there were chicks playing that they probably played whatever, like junior B and stuff. And they there was no reason you shouldn't be able to play them as hard as anybody else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, and fr- frankly, a couple of them were bigger than me. So like they could have broke <laughs> me in half. And so it's it's I, I, I understand on some level where the where the impetus is like where, where they're trying to protect the sanctity of women's sports. Um, right. I understand it, but is it coming from the whole like male savior type thing where it's like, we need to look after them or we have is to it protect because... the delicate flowers. Exactly. They're lesser yeah. than us. So we need to make sure we look after them. And that's it's just, it's, it's gray like with everything else. It's great. You know what? It, it totally, yeah, it is. It, agreed. I mean, I've seen some guys that are quite like delicate little flowers. Of course. And mm-hmm. I feel like I need to protect them, right? Like Randy. And, you know, exactly. like Randy. I mean, Very you know, delicate. <laughs> I cry at the drop of a hat, okay? I must be protected. Hey, man, it's all good. You just cry. I'll get you some tissues. I cried at a friggin' children's animated movie this morning, okay? It's awful. Which movie? No, I'm serious. Called Over the Moon. Oh, it's you about, told me about uh, that one, I think. Yeah. yeah, there's like a spot where the Chinese moon goddess has lost like the love of her life. And she's in this little like room of despair. And the kid goes in who lost her mom in the beginning of the movie. And I just fucking gone, <laughs> gone. Yeah. I was Darius done. That? What's that? Like, what does Darius think about that? Oh, she cries at everything too. We're, we're, we're two peas in a pod. Perfect. We both sit on opposite ends of the couch and we're just sitting there weeping. You crying? No, I'm not crying. <laughs> Your kid's going to be like, mom, dad, I'm yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> like, toughen the fuck up. She's just going to walk out of the house. She's going to hop on her Harley and just take off. She's yeah. going to be like, I'm out. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh I love yeah. It. Anyway. Um, I mean, we're coming up on an hour here. I don't know what um, wow. What else that are there we going to touch on. That went by real fast. It's, this, that did. This that cruised. Fun. This is fun. Oh, before we, maybe we'll close on this. Um, sure. When Steinbeck had their first Pride, um what was your reaction to it like kind of you and jane both you were both there kind of what was the atmosphere like how how was it for you oh my god you know what um okay i cried Mm -hmm. because it was amazing you know it was it was probably the one time where steinbeck had more more people than winnipeg (laughs) (laughs) it was it took forever to get out there for a start and we like and and like we met you guys out there you guys were all out there um Mm -hmm. some of our friends went out there too um it was amazing. Like it was such a, like, I still have the photos from pride. Like I, yeah. I was really, honestly really proud of your guys' little area. You mm. know, the fact that it was just like, F it, we're done. Like we're not, we're not, you know, kowtowing to these, this bullshit anymore. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to be us. We're going to be proud. We're going to be out. We're going to do this down, you know, down the center street, like screw yeah. it all kind of thing. I remember and people I, lining both sides, like looking at us like cattle. I loved it. Like, and they were just, they <laughs> weren't really support. I didn't get the vibe that a lot of them were like, you know, rooting for us or for the cause but i think a lot of people are sort of like what is this you know yeah it, it wasn't hostile by any means no. but you could yeah. tell it was, was uncomfortable for some people yeah I, and you know what i won't lie i was kind of expecting it to be a little bit more hostile than what it was oh, i mean same you know totally and and jane and i had the conversation was like okay and she's like okay remember you cannot tag anybody it's like <laughs> fine <laughs> fine just goes full rugby <laughs> and just cleans <laughs> house <laughs> kind of thing um but you know what? I, I think I got a different vibe than what you guys got. Could be. You know, I definitely got a vibe where it was more like, um, some were very proud. 
Like mm-hmm. some that were lining the streets were, were amazed that people were doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of people that were definitely, holy smokes, there's a lot of people here. Yeah. You know, and I think that really did set the tone, right? Like, I don't think, I don't think it would have gone down anywhere near as well as it did. Um, at least us outside looking in, if there wasn't that many people there, like it yeah. was insane how many people were there. Like I mm-hmm. was, and I, and I think that in itself was, was one of the things where it was amazing. It's like, you guys walked in Steinbeck's first pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that is something that a lot of, it is, it is massively historical, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, you're sitting, I don't know, city, does Steinbeck consider the city? It's yeah. City. Mm-hmm. It's a city, right? Like your city is not <laughs> known for, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Third biggest city. in Manitoba, excuse me. That's right. <laughs> um, your, I mean, your your city, it, it's definitely not known for its, um, you know, <laughs> openly welcome second orientation <laughs> capital of the world. Mm-hmm. I think so. The amount of people that came out and the fact that there was no, and well, at least I didn't see any incidents. There was no issues or anything like that. It was just yeah. amazing, you know. So I thought it was, I, I love that we talk about it all the time um, when Steinbeck comes up and I'm like, oh, we went to the first Pride. And, you know, I show pictures of the fact that it was so many people and amazing. And it was moving and it was just, it was very, very, very well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember waiting at the library, like kind of where everybody was assembled yeah. in the park and just the jovial feeling going around the crowd was like electric. Well, and then yeah, they told us, like, everybody, hold on, we're going to we're gonna start marching, but we're, there's a lineup all the way to St. Anne, so we need to wait for <laughs> yeah. people to show up first. <laughs> that in itself, like, it took us forever to get to get in there. Usually it's like, yeah. a, like you know, not very, you know, it's a quick drive in, mm-hmm. but there were lineups to get everywhere. Finding a parking spot was a gong show. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Steinbeck. Yeah. Well, I think they said they were expecting, like, 600, and it ended up being over 3,000 attended, I believe. Something wild yeah, like was, that, yeah. It, it was wild. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I loved it, because community really did come out mm-hmm. right and it really did come alive i mean that is pride itself like it was very grassroots pride yeah. which is you kind of miss that now i mean now pride is incredibly commercialized yeah yeah, well, yeah. oh yeah like, i was telling someone recently that actually our last guest mira because when we made mm-hmm. our our post for her episode i i asked her i was like is the is the rainbow to it its logo too much and she's like it's never too much and i'm like no i get it but like I hate the the fact that every business makes things rainbow. Right. And, and she's like, well, no, there's a difference, right? When you're promoting it, all the power to you. But when you're commercializing it, then yeah, that's yeah. cringy. I'm like, because okay. you, you do see the memes going around now with like the seven different company logos. It's like, oh, we gay this month. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? And then it goes, yeah. and the next month it's gone, right? Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly what it is. It is like that, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, some countries, yeah, absolutely. Some some companies, yeah, it is 100% like, ugh. Yeah. What are you doing? Kind of thing. And in others, not so much, right? So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but, it's yeah. It, it's powerful. I mean, I, again, I remember be, being there as well, and we didn't know what to expect. Again, yeah. Randy and I were there together as as two straight guys walking walking around, and um, it was it was amazing. And I, I I remember, yeah, the feeling, and and that's again, I see, I know a lot of people that they they hear the word Pride Parade, and all they think about is half-naked dudes walking down the street with streamers and flares and yeah. feathers. And and yeah. I can totally understand people being kind of put off by that, right? Where they're just, especially in areas that are already completely out and accepting and yeah. it's just a party. And I, I want people to have parties just as much as anybody else, but I can understand why those types of people are like, can we just dial it down a little, you know, mm-hmm. in that? But in Steinbeck's yeah. respect, in those types of places... I was really proud of the place of of the area to be 
to really create a beacon for the people in the community that need it, which there's a lot. Yeah. And that's what I was happy for. Exactly. I I think like representation to me, it it matters everywhere Mm -hmm. from whether it be inclusion in pride parades, whether it be inclusion in, in politics or in medical or in, you know, in every single field, that inclusion and that representation needs to happen because when you've got kids, like, I mean, Randy, your little one, like, honestly, I mean, when, when, when she's growing up I mean, this kind of stuff is just, it's going to be no big deal for her. And with mm-hmm. like, with Gabriel, like it's, it's not a big deal for him. But yeah. when, when I was growing up and, and even when you guys were growing up, oh, like yeah. there wasn't, that kind of stuff wasn't around. Like the representation wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, and, and when it's not there, it makes people wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you're part of the community, it's like, why does that make me weird? Does that make me different? Does that make me wrong? Yeah. Right. 100%. And that kind of stuff is harmful. Oh, uh, exactly. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. It is a it's a it's a harmful experience. So, I think it's massive. You know, and I'm so glad that you guys were there, and I'm so glad that you that that Steinbeck did it, and I'm I'm so glad it went off like so well. You know? Yeah. I don't know if they because apparently the, well their social media hasn't posted anything since 2018, so I'm wondering if they um just switched pages and or if they're still hoping to do things. I I, I don't know if the Wind has gone out of the sails a little. I'm not sure. It might be one of those things where it's like we did it. Um, we'd like to do it again, but maybe it's not the right time, or maybe yeah. it's just challenging, or they can't get the permission to do it. Right? Yeah, it could be too. Yeah. Right? That, that that come into it, and then and then adding COVID. I mean, COVID's made oh, everything. Oh yeah. 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 Mess. Well, like anything, it's Steinbeck. When because I went to the the BLM protest or BLM oh, rally yeah. in Steinbeck as well, and both in Winnipeg and in Steinbeck, and even the Steinbeck one, it's like. It, it was a good showing, um, but at the same time, how oh, did you feel exposed? <laughs> like walking down Main Street, and they didn't close the streets. We didn't. We just walked all the way down, crossed, and people were like waiting for traffic and stuff. And I'm like, guys, just cross. Make them wait yeah. five minutes. Yeah. You're not going to ruin their day. And if they honk, wonderful. Give them a reason to acknowledge you're there. Yeah. And so I just kind of walked across. I was like, they'll wait. You hit me, you get arrested. Let's just keep walking, right? So we just... But yeah. then people kind of waited. So then one group ended up on the other side of the street and the other. So they're being too respectful. And like, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to start anything, any ruckus, but even but when we were point. striking for work, you're allowed to block them for five minutes and let mm-hmm. them go. You know, yep. they don't have to do it yeah, all day. Can, yeah. Yeah. So totally. it's, it was, it was interesting, especially as a straight white guy um, in a conservative town surrounded by people of color and, and that type of thing. It's, it's a really, sobering view to kind of earn that perspective to be like this is how it feels to stand out and i never mm-hmm. stand out so it's powerful yeah this yeah exactly this is how it feels to stick out like that for mm-hmm. sure yeah powerful stuff yeah. anyway mm-hmm. let's awesome. uh let's dial it down here is there anything that anything you want to plug kim as far as maybe social media or websites or anything you want people to know about um not really just like i don't know watch the fruit machine watch what's the movies and stuff like that like really yeah. get um, you know some exposure to it all. I think that's that's pretty well my plug, I guess. You know, nice. <clears throat> but yeah, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Right. Yeah, you know. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Kim. This was a blast. This went. Yeah, really we appreciate fun. you coming on. It was awesome talking to you again. We'll have to uh, we'll have to catch up in person sometime soon when yes. we can. Yes, absolutely. Let's do that for sure. Wonderful. Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, have a good day. Yeah, you too. Nice to meet you guys. Nice yeah. to see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you met everybody else. Um, yeah, there you go. Exactly. So for you guys. All right, Kim. Thanks, Say hi to Jane. Thanks. Bye. You bet. Bye. Bye. Bye.
This episode of the Two Days Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Father's Day is coming and the weather is catching heat. If you live in Manitoba, you definitely know it will. Whether you have a dad bod, like me, or rocking a six-pack, not like me, make sure you and your dad are smelling nice and shaved where it matters most. Make your dad proud this year, finally, and get him and yourself the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and the Refined Cologne by Manscaped. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 and Refined Cologne is perfect for you and the dad in your life to complete your grooming game. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code IDIOTS at manscaped.com. We've all been there. We all need uh, you know, to clean up once in a while, especially summertime in the heat. Keep things smooth. Keep things sleek. Jumping in the pool. You know, slipping slides, drinking beer, living life. Uh, so we basically need to uh, stay on top of that. And, you know, we all get a little stinky. So get yourself some cologne. Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, just dropped their lawnmower 4.0. And I hope you're excited for this as me because this thing is legit. This fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. None of that is new if you've listened to the show for a while. Do you travel a lot? Then, the 4.0 is the perfect trimmer for home and on the go. This upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on and off switch, uh, gives yourself a precise shave with the 4000K LED spotlight, and it's waterproof. So you can shave your balls in the dark, the shower, or anywhere your heart desires. The middle of the woods, your backyard, camping, do it at, do it wherever. It also even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths, new wireless charging system. Fellas, it's time to pull a plug on wired trimmers and your wild bush. After you guys have clean balls, clean up your cologne game with the refined cologne from Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, the cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. If the old man is smelling a little funky, as old men tend to do, this cologne is a surefire way to change that and make him the talk of the summer. The man of the house deserves to smell like a king. Whether it's a gift for you, your dad, or the men in your life, choose Manscaped. Get 20% off at manscaped.com with the code IDIOTS, that's I-D-I-O-T-S, at manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Don't forget that you came from your dad's balls. This year, show your original home some love with Manscaped. Uh, All right. So, thank you all for listening. That was, um, again, another great one. We touched on a lot of important things there from another perspective that Randy Mm -hmm. and I don't have. So Mm -hmm. Precisely. No, I've I've known Kim for a lot of years, Kim and Jane, and they're awesome, like just salt-of-the-earth people, you know, shirt off their back. I've never met two two friendlier people in my life. I'm glad they can live out and proud and not have to worry about any repercussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I have to thank her a ton for joining the show. It was uh, it was fun chat. Well, that's so interesting to me because again, growing up, it was never mentioned. It wasn't even a thing. Um, probably until I got much older, but it was. I don't remember it ever even being brought up as, you know, gay people being a thing or. <clears throat> or maybe it was implied. I, I don't even know. It didn't even occur to me um, that gay people may be a thing or that it was anything more than a super, super minor amount of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I kind of wish I would have had your... <laughs> your right. Uh, I don't know, being able to be dipped into that culture. Yeah, it was It was just kind of nice. Like I said, I'm glad, you know, my parents always raised me to just, you know, 
be kind to people. It doesn't matter who they are, what they do. Um, they all are people and they have a right to live and a right to be happy. And then ultimately that's what matters. And why should we try to impede that in any way? hundred percent. That's the goal of this. Like I didn't mention at the top, but like I said, we're, we're two idiots trying to figure out the world one conversation at a time. And that's stuff like this. We have a good time. We joked around with Kim and we, you know, we often have episodes where it's just dropping shit out of our ass, right? Like it yeah. just it doesn't, um, but at the same time, ask questions, learn stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And I think messy, like what, what she touched on earlier was, you know, in her courses, just ask the questions and don't mm-hmm. be afraid to ask the questions. I think that's what a lot of people get hung up on is they just don't ask because they don't want to be chastised for like asking the wrong or thing. Or they just assume it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I've been there. I mean, mm-hmm. for a lot of things, you, you you build it up in your head and you just don't mention it because for whatever reason, even if it's not not even a conscious effort to say I'm worried about, be- about being judged for asking this, it's just as simple as um, you just don't ask it for exactly. whatever reason. Yeah. Anyway, um, so definitely if you want to ask us something, find us on social media. Um, we are Two Idiots Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or Two Idiots Show on Twitter. And uh, search for us on YouTube at Two Idiots Podcast. And I keep saying this, but eventually the episodes will continue to go up there. <laughs> eventually. Sooner or later. One day, one day at a time. You can also find us by email at doubleidiotspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Two Idiots Podcast. Throw a, throw a few little shekels our way if you're so inclined. And if you can. Uh, we have three, three, five, seven, and ten dollar levels there, all with the different perks. You get bonus content, entry to merch draws. There's all kinds of good stuff there for you people. Uh, head on over there, check it out. And another way to support the show is go to manscape.com and use the code idiots at checkout. That is true. And speaking of our Patreon, we need to touch on the Idiot Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Members at the seven dollar tier and above are included in the internet. They're ones that get a special <laughs> shout out on every episode because they show us that little bit more love. So, on that note, we have uh, Mr. Brian Moore. Brian. 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 Brian we also have Janet Gooden. Thank you very Thank much you. for your support. We love you. Followed by Mrs. Danny Duick, mother of the show. The woman what, who burst Randy. Indeed. <laughs> well, I was I was removed. It was a C section. I wasn't burst. Oh, I, I was oh, removed. Got cut out. Like aliens. Yes. Oh, that's alien. right. There you go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a part of the Hall of Fame is uh Kayla Lundberg on behalf of her and Jordan Peters. Indeed, 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 indeed. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Followed by them, we have Sir Drew McDonald, the big Drew. The big Drew McDonald. Colonizer Drew. <laughs> Settler. Um, yeah, who's left? I think we have. Uh, did we mention Mr. Mitchell Buck Pierce Buckers? We did not, Mr. Buck Pierce. Buck well, Pierce. last but certainly not least, my friend. Thank you Mitchell. for the support. We much appreciate it. The Mitchell Buck Pierce Buckers. All right, folks. That's Buckers. the idiot, idiot Hall of Fame. And um, yeah, hit up Manscaped. We'll probably throw the ad in here somewhere towards the end. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. And, Never um, heard to reiterate, Rich. Nope, definitely not. And if you want to get some merch, uh, teespring.com slash stores slash two dash idiots dash podcast and uh, get yourself something nice like one of one of these. 
Hey, look at that. Hey, one of these. Yeah, get yourself some. Something nice. All right, folks. Well, thank you for listening. Um, hope you're having a good Pride Month, a good normal week, a good day, good month, good year. Indeed. Um, thank you for listening, and we love you. Bye.